You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz. I am joined by Jeffrey Flanagan, and we are going to review the Royals' offseason. Uh, it began, of course, in the glow of that World Series title, uh, which was won in Game 5 at City Field. And, and, Jeffrey, Game 5 was November 1st, and in the three or four days following that, uh, Ben Zobris becomes a free agent. Johnny Cueto becomes a free agent. Ryan Madsen, Franklin Morales, Chris Young, Alex Gordon, of course, uh, Jeremy Guthrie, and Alex Rios. Now, if I had told you at that moment, you know, first week of November, uh, that the Royals would not only retain Alex Gordon, retain Chris Young, uh, but add the way they have uh, with, with Ian Kennedy, of course, in the rotation. Uh, I, I mean, I think that would have qualified as a pretty surprising uh, series of developments. We knew, obviously, a championship-caliber club wants to rebuild or, or excuse me, reload. But uh, I think Gordon, in particular, would have caught us off guard. And then to know that not only are they going to have the the wherewithal to, to bring back Gordon, but to, but to make additional additions on top of that is, is pretty surprising in retrospect. Yeah, I mean, I really went back and forth on the Gordon thing. I mean, I, I remember toward the end of the playoffs that, you know, a lot of people were asking me what I thought, and I just kind of kept thinking, you know, as close as Dayton Moore and, and Alex are, that I just couldn't imagine him being in another uniform. Uh, but then when you start looking at the economics of it and, uh, how Dayton kept telling us that, you know, the payroll is going to be not go up significantly from last year's opening day payroll. And I'm doing the math. And I just couldn't quite picture it. But, you know, sure enough, they made it happen. And, and you mentioned Chris Young. I, I think we all knew that one was going to happen right away because yeah. uh, he was such a – I mean, Dayton called him the MVP of the pitching staff, <clears throat> you know, in the, in the playoffs and maybe even during the regular season too because of his versatility. So that one was kind of a no-brainer. Uh, and, you know, the other guys, uh, we pretty much knew they weren't going to, you know, do anything with Cueto and Zobris was going to be out of their range. And Guthrie wasn't even on their postseason roster. Uh, Rios was, you know, hurt most of the time. And, um, so those things all, you know, didn't surprise us. But, the, and you mentioned Ian Kennedy. That's the one that, you know, surprised us. And that's one we're going to have to keep the closest eye on because that's such an unusual deal for the Royals to make. Uh, so uncharacteristic to, uh, you know, commit that much money to a guy who's probably a middle of the rotation guy and, and to give him three club options, uh, I mean, three player options. And, um, yeah. but you know, they, they have, they have uh, maintained that they really want to get more innings out of their starters. And he's a guy who two years ago sucked up 199 innings. So, uh, they're, they're kind of counting on that. Well, yeah, you mentioned the, the way the Kennedy contract is structured the, the first two years guaranteed. And then it's basically up to the player. Um, but really, that just kind of speaks to just the importance of these next two years we talked about before. I mean, the Royals are very much, they're all in uh, on this window of time, this window of opportunity with what has obviously been proven to be a, a championship-caliber core. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, with a lot of, there's, there's potentially several guys, you know, Kane, Mustakis, Haas, who, who could leave after 2017. But, you know, the way this thing is, this organization is built, you know, by then, it, it'll be time for some of the younger guys, the Starlings, the Zimmers, the El Montes, 
um, maybe even a Brett Eibner, those guys have to come up. You have to keep rebuilding from within. Um, Dayton has said many, many times that, you know, building a team through free agency is a flawed system, and especially for a small market team. So um, they, they do have this window where they're going to have the, the basic core. But, uh, you know, even beyond 2017, you're still going to have Perez. You're going to, you know, have Gordon. You're going to have Ventura um, and some other guys. And, and, you know, like I said, that'll be the time that, you know, they'll need their farm system to produce some more starters. I guess one thing that, that shouldn't surprise us, Jeffrey, is that uh, they they did go after bullpen, uh, you know, reinforcing that bullpen once right. again, uh, as they did a year ago after coming off the Ale pennant. And this time, uh, you know, I, we all knew Greg Holland uh, was, was going to be non-tendered uh, given his rising price tag and, of course, the surgery that will keep him out of commission. But uh, uh, bringing in Joaquin Soria in a very thin uh, free agent market, thin enough that, as we saw, Ryan Madsen got a three-year commitment from the A's uh, after missing three years prior to 2015. Uh, but within that thin market, the, the Royals were able to sign Joaquin Soria, bring him back into the fold. And, and again, yeah, it just, it just kind of spoke to – uh, the level of, of uh, importance they, they place upon that pen. Yeah, and that, that's, uh, you know, they targeted uh, Joaquin very early. Uh, it's going to be a nice homecoming for him. And that's, you know, one of the cornerstones of how Dayton builds a team is uh, even when the Royals were pretty lousy in the, from 2007 to 2012, uh, they always had a very strong back end of the bullpen, and that's been a priority since uh, Dayton got here. He just does not want to... Uh, even when you're rebuilding, you know, you're not going to get that many leads. And when you do, he wants to make sure you hold on to him. And he's kept that philosophy throughout that, you know, this team is built on the bullpen first, defense next, and starting pitching third. And, and you know, whatever they get offensively is, is great. But um, that bullpen is, uh, is like I mentioned, one of the cornerstones of the team, or probably the cornerstone. It's going to be that way again this year with the, with the signing of Soria. And interesting, too, as you know, Anthony, a lot of other teams are – you know, taking a look at that model and go, hmm, maybe we should start thinking about that because it's much more affordable than going out and spending, you know, $300 million on a starting rotation. Absolutely. And and it's gotten to the point where this doesn't sound weird anymore, but a few years ago it would have sounded weird, teams trying to emulate the Royals. Yeah. Uh, big market teams uh, like the Yankees trying to emulate the Royals. It's a wild, wonderful world we live in. Um you know, another thing, Jeffrey, uh, you know, obviously bringing back Gordon was the big move in the outfield. Let's talk about a small one. Uh, the Royals signed Travis Snyder to a minor league deal. And, you know, this is a guy a lot of us have been waiting for him to click. Uh, he's still, I think he's only 28 years old. So, you know, timeline-wise, there's, there's reason to believe it's still in there. But this is obviously a, you know, a once very well-regarded prospect, uh, first-round draft pick uh, a decade ago. Um, it, it hasn't clicked for a full season. He, he's shown some, you know, he's had moments here and there. Uh, what's the outlook for him uh, and how he fits into this roster? Well, wouldn't it just be so Royal-like if he just, you know, like you say, <laughs> clicks with them? I mean, that's just what they do. Um, you know, the scouting department has kept an eye on him through the years. You know, he's number four, number one pick. Um, you mentioned he, he, he's had a couple of good half seasons. And, um, you know, they, they have a spot, you know, that's, you know, sort of semi-open, if you want to call it that way, with, with Dyson in right field. We'll, we'll kind of do a soft platoon with, with Orlando, and um, they'll just have to see what Snyder brings him in the spring. You know, what if he has a breakout spring and just crushes the ball, and uh, like, we, you know, some, some scouts think he can, and 
Uh, what if he were just to, you know, grab the spot out there? I mean, it would just be, like I said, so royal-like to, to have a guy like that who it's, a, you know, very low risk, possibly high reward. That's that's how they do their business. You know, that's how they got Madsen. Um, you can kind of you can kind of put Kendris Morales in that group too. Nobody really wanted him last year, and he busts through and becomes the, you know, Edward, Edgar Martinez DH of the year. And um, that's uh, a real credit to their their scouts that they take chances on this. You know, there's really nothing to lose with a guy like Snyder, and uh, who knows, maybe uh, maybe they hit cold again. Yeah, they've they've bought themselves a reputation where you really have to look hard at that non-roster invite list. Uh, yeah, and Dylan G fits in there too. I mean, you yeah, know. Dylan G, uh, oh, David Huff, the former number one pick, John Lannon has had some success in the big leagues. Uh, Chen Ming Wong, uh, yep. a, a name from from days past, of course. Uh, um, all guys to all guys to keep an eye on. But yeah, Dylan G would, would definitely stand out to me among the pitching group uh, to be a guy you, you could see slotting in that rotation at some point. Yeah, that's a, that's a guy that actually Dave Island, the pitching coach, brought up. Uh, Right away uh, during the team's recent sense, that's because we were talking about potential. It was after the Kennedy signing and how the uh, final two spots would come down to Medlin Young or or Danny Duffy, and and he quickly interrupted us to say, "Don't leave out Dylan G because he's a guy. You know, was he? I think he was an opening day starter in 2014, and and the year before that, he, he threw a bunch of innings, had a really nice year. So kind of got pushed out of the way by the by the young Mets stud pitchers, but." Uh, uh, he's he's motivated, and that's the type of signing again the Royals really covet. Definitely, and uh, just just to double back to where we started here with, with uh, you know, the, the free agents they uh, went into the winter, and, and we expect them to lose many of those guys. We weren't so sure about Alex Gordon. Um, you know, sometimes it's lip service the 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 ties a player has to a team, but this is obviously not the case. It's, you know, he having come out of Nebraska and, and been groomed in, in Royal system. And, and of course endured those early ups and downs in his career and, and a team that, 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 you know, stuck with him and, and found a way to make it work for him. It was great to see that, that uh, relationship continue um, and, and continue for the foreseeable future. And this is a guy who's going to spend his entire career as a Royal, it appears. Most likely. Yeah. And, and really impressive too, the way Alex was uh, willing to uh, do the contract and backload it. So, um, yeah. There was less money committed up front the next two years, so Dayton and, and his staff will have uh, a little bit more flexibility to sign more guys, which they did with Kennedy, and, and they'll probably do again next year. So um, it was really a, a great reunion for the Royals and for Alex too. Uh, you know, he's four years, seventy-two million. He'll be set for life, and not that he probably isn't already, but you know, that'll just add more to it. So, uh, but you know, a very valuable guy in the clubhouse for sure. Absolutely. All right, the defending champs, they will be reporting to Surprise Arizona very shortly. Jeffrey Flanagan will be there for MLB.com. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.